Hi, I'm Charlie Chen, and this is an excerpt from Future Home of the Living God by Louise Erdrich. September 28th, morning. says the nurse. A Christmas baby! She's got a little notebook computer with my chart inside, and she holds the info on her hip. She beams at me, weirdly beneficent. She has noticed your due date and coos again at the idea of December 25th, oblivious to the outrage of my roommate. Agnes Starr, black-rooted blonde, droopy-lidded, with heavy snarling red-hot lips, loudly gags. You fucking hypocrite. You murdering little bitch. Don't pretend everything's okay. She speaks in even and calculating tones with a thrilling dramatic control. Sort of like little Mary who turned me in. I remember now. Don't fucking do this, fatty. We're women too, you slime. I haven't seen one woman yet take her baby out of the delivery room. What do you do with them? The nurse glances indulgently at Agnes, smiles, then beams harder at the two of us and trills, Almost lunchtime! Answer me! yells Agnes. The nurse snaps the lid shut on the computer and hustles out the door. What the fuck do you do with them? Agnes screams after her. She falls back against the pillows as the door is shut. Agnes is almost 36 weeks. She says they schedule the C-section as soon as the baby is viable, and she thinks she is nearly there. They've done two ultrasounds this week. She thinks it could be any day. She says I've got about six weeks to plan how I'm going to get out of the hospital. I'm busting out tonight, she says. And by the way, don't take the vitamins. I've already taken mine this morning. Hide it in your cheek, not under your tongue. Sometimes they make you stick your tongue out. Once the nurse leaves, go take a pee and flush it. You're feeling good right now, huh? Yeah. I have the most intensely comfortable feeling of peace and order. I am in the center of a glowing configuration, a perfectly safe and clean little habitat. This room has evenly painted golden walls, three photographs of dewy flowers. The sheets are heavy, white, starched cotton. Brilliant white waffle-weave cotton blankets over both of us. Me and Agnes, who is softly radiant. Oh, Agnes, it's like a five-star hotel. She squints at me, grinning. You dumb bitch. There's a black space between her front teeth, a sexy gap. I felt like that, too, for about three days. I wasn't even pissed off about Bernice shooting Mark. You have a guy? Yes, yes, I do. Guilty start. I haven't given Phil much thought. She's right. I try to imagine now, the scenario of Phil returning to our house and me not being there. He'd be frantic. He'd go nuts. He'd bolt to each room and shout my name into the dissonance of empty but familiar space. I try to keep picturing Phil's reactions, but it exhausts me to imagine anything abstract. It seems impossible to feel anything but a calm and pleasurable acceptance of my comforting little hospital world. Does he know where I am? I ask Agnes. I mean, do they tell the dads? Oh, right. Agnes laughs at me. 
She gets out of bed and toddles over to the window. She is carrying her baby low, and her hips are skinny, so her stomach sticks straight out in a perfect ball. Her thin gown is made of the odd institutional material they use, the old boxer short stuff. Complex blue-figured checks drapes down her front in a dignified flow. You're right. I just feel great, I say. Nothing's wrong, even though I know on some level that everything's wrong. Just wait until you flush your happy pill, says Agnes. Reality's a bitch. A heavy bitch. Fuck, I'll be out of here, though. And she is, though not in the way that she hopes. The drug knocks me out around 8pm, so I don't know what time she tries to leave that night. She doesn't make it. When I wake this morning, she is tied to the bed next to me. Her wrists and ankles bound in hospital restraints. Her face is swollen and pasty pale. Her eyes are shut. She is deeply asleep, snoring lightly. Breakfast comes, but she doesn't stir. I only pretend to swallow the vitamin I'm given in a tiny paper cup. And by the time the nurse leaves, it has begun to dissolve against my back tooth. Bitter, metallic, sickening. I spit it out into the toilet and flush it away, then wait. Around noon, Agnes starts coughing. (coughs) Pillow. I bring my pillow over and prop up her head. Thanks. Her voice is hoarse, her eyes loll backwards. Trying to stay awake, she frowns, screws up her face, shakes her head to shed the drug. What happened? Water. Washcloth. I bring her a glass of water. She gulps it down, then I sponge off her face with a cold, wet cloth. Yeah, that's better. How did you get out? Down the hall. The the other outlaw. Her eyes droop shut. I shake her. Tell me, how? She tries to keep her eyes open, blinking furiously, staring. She gasps out a few words. Had it worked out, she got the guard back over to the nurse's station for coffee. Those guys talk while I take the stairs down to the lobby. On my own, then. How come they didn't see you? Agnes's eyes shut. Her mouth drops open, and she's out again, snoring. I go to the bathroom, get the washcloth wet, bring it out, and wipe her face, her throat, wrists, arms. I shake her. Uh Uh-oh. She grins slightly, rousing herself. I had on this pair of extra-large blue scrubs lab coat actually actually oh uh i made it out the side doors to a dumpster all way down there i was supposed to pretend to have a smoke then this friend of mine watching she couldn't get me who how i shake agnes harder desperately but she's gone again how did you contact your friend I ask her sleeping face over and over, but I can't rouse her this time. I sit on my bed, watching her sleep. It's funny, watching someone sleep. How it tells you things about them you'd never know when they are awake. Agnes looks so sad in her sleep, for instance. Not angry at all. Her sorrow is so naked. It is like the sorrow of the Virgin Mary, her knowingness, her foresight, and I'm helpless to change things. All I can do is untie her restraints. I do that, and I watch over her, knowing I'm no protection. One hour later, 
two nurses enter the room and draw the curtains around Agnes. Wake up! I cry. I swing my legs over the side of the bed and struggle through the curtains. What are you doing with her? Just prepping her, says one of the rosy, chubby nurses, a woman Agnes calls the cheesehead. Her voice is sweet, cheerful, even kindly. Don't worry, it's a happy day, Cedar. It's time for Agnes to have her baby. You'll see your friend in a couple, three hours, says the other, a skinny black-eyed brunette with long yellow teeth as they pull aside the curtains. But just as they are getting ready to wheel her out, Agnes comes too. She wakes in absolute silence, no warning, and flips out of the bed. One minute she's totally limp, faking, and the next she's got a fist and a foot out and she's ripped the IV out of her hand. She springs up, uses the light aluminum IV stand like a kung fu fighting pole. She slams Rosie Cheese's head on the side of the skull and cracks the skinny nurse across the throat so that suddenly they are both bent over, gagging. Help me! A thin orderly in blue scrubs darts in and seizes Agnes from behind. He crashes down, his nose spouting blood, when she cracks him with the back headbutt of her skull. I run over and sit down on him. Oddly, he stays still. He could throw me off, but he doesn't. He whispers, keep sitting on me. Either he's a pervert, I think, or he's on our side and wants to stay out of the way, giving Agnes a chance. So I keep sitting on the man who struggles beneath me in a half-hearted way. Agnes whirls, grinning at me, her white ass glowing through the wings of the hospital gown. Then she flies out the door, down the hall. I jump up and get to the door in time to see her bowl right over a chubby, short male doctor who sprawls, groping for his glasses. I run out after her into the hall and see that with incredible quickness, she's gotten to the emergency stairway. I take two steps. The last I see of Agnes is the black vigor of her bleached hair roots and the abrupt yellow of the ends as her hair flags out, flying through the staircase door. The OB doctor bumbles to his feet and yells for help, but it's too late. After that, I ask every nurse who comes in where Agnes went, if she got out, if she's alright. Every one of them gives me a pleasant smile, a little laugh, and a cheery wink. Oh, Agnes? She's fine. She went home. <laughs>